Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi everyone, this is Netalina, the founder of Rise Up For You. Thank you for joining us today. It has been a long time, my friends. I know we've we've been away for a while, but we are back and we are jumping back into action with our podcast episodes. We have a ton of great interviews coming up for you. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we do have some changes. Every Monday will be a live interview with our experts and professionals from around the world. And on Wednesdays, we will be doing a Work It Wednesday mini episode with yours truly, talking about various topics um, just in life. We thank you so much for joining us today. We are going to be talking with Delisa Hawking on dating. We're going to dive into dating in the modern world, how to be a better online dater, how to go on a first date the right way, and really the importance of being patient within a relationship and ensuring that you and your partner are on the same page throughout the relationship. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Delisa, thank you so much for joining us today. It's an honor to have you on the show. I always like to start off by letting the audience get to know our guest. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Certainly. Thanks so much for having me on the on the show today, Netta. Uh, so yes, I have lived in a variety of places around the U.S. and um, was working in the corporate environment for over a decade and also worked for a business school in Texas. Um, but I find myself in Las Vegas now. Uh, I started my first company uh, over a decade ago. And um, then in the fall of 2014, I started developing Love Frog Kisser. Um, and so that's been a company that I've had for a couple of years now. And then I also started Spirit and Spark, which um, was about a year and a half ago. Um, So I would call myself probably at this point a serial entrepreneur. Um, Once you have the bug, I guess it's it's hard to get rid of it. But um, yeah, I I love traveling, teaching meditation, and um, working with other women um, on how to tell their story and activate their vision. So tell us a little bit about um, Love Frog Kisser. And then, I'm sorry, the other one was Spark... Spirit and Spark. Spirit and Spark. Yes. Tell us a little bit about those two companies. Yeah, so Love Frog Kisser was literally born in a hotel room in Houston, Texas. Um, I was on a dating app myself personally and just swiping through it one night. And I threw my phone down in frustration, just disgusted at what was available um, for single professionals um, in in today's world. It's really the dating apocalypse is, as I refer to it and others have as well. Um, and so I decided I was going to take my background and experience with being a community connector and also working for corporations, um, on employee engagement and studying corporate relationships and how they relate to productivity. So I took all of my background and knowledge on relationships in a corporate world and decided to apply them Uh, to a dating landscape. So I started Love Frog Kisser 
um, which is ultimately a love dating relationship coaching company. So if any of your listeners have seen the movie Hitch, it's a lot like that. Um, so we help singles with communication, what to say, what not to say on a first date or second date, how to move it from dating into a lasting, loving, supportive relationship. And we also um, offer online classes as well. And then Spirit and Spark um, is very different uh, than Love Frog Kisser, um, but but also has some similarities as well. Um, So Spirit and Spark is um, my company that I use to teach meditation. So I teach in-person classes and workshops, and I also have a virtual program where I work with clients across the country. Fascinating. They're completely different, but not at the same time, right? Because everything is connected. Yes. Um, I'd exactly. love. To, I'd love to dive in a little bit to love, uh, love for all kisser, if you don't mind, um, because as we know, this is like the one area that a lot of people seem to, I guess, have the most trouble with, <laughs> the most struggle. So when you when you work with your clients that are you know struggling in this area of dating or building relationships, I mean, I guess what's the most common pattern that you see that's sabotaging them from finding what they want? Oh boy, Uh, a lot of it has to do with not being open, vulnerable themselves. Um, People will most often self-sabotage before they ever go on a date or after they go on the first date, you know, when they come home that night, um, what's the the self-talk that they have? Um, Are they doubting everything? Um, Are they questioning why they went on the date in the first place? Um, Are they being judgmental and critical of themselves and how they look or what they said. So really people do it to themselves. Um, so that's why I was saying spirit and spark and love frog kisser do have some similarities as you noted as well, because at the end of the day, everybody has the ability to find the relationship they want. If they're willing to do the work on themselves, really they're going to attract who they are. Um, and so I try and tell people to do that work, love themselves, and then get out of their own way and stop being um, so harsh on themselves. I mean, and that's obviously that that's a lifetime of work. You know, as we know, c- continuing to work on yourself is not a quick fix. Um, but when we are in this dating world and we're... Cont- so I guess my question is, and, and I have this debate often, is do you find that somebody should not enter a relationship until they feel great and confident in themselves? Or is it an ever, you know, longing process that you can do both at the same time? I think you should really try and do both at the same time. I think relationships have this beautiful gift of teaching you lessons along the way. Lessons about yourself, lessons about what you want in a relationship and in another person and a partner. Um, So I think that you really can do both at the same time. But I think what's critical is that you're aware of what issues you may have or, or the things that you continually question or have to think about or where your confidence may lack because everybody's going to have stuff. We all have things in our past as well. Um, what's really important is that you show up and you talk about that and you be open and you be vulnerable. Um, that's what's going to keep things moving along versus um, combusting. Um, so really honesty is critical. And do you find that, and you're right, everybody does have a little bit of baggage that comes with them, whether it's you know beliefs that they were told when they were younger or you know, maybe issues that are from past relationships that didn't go well. And, you know, we kind of carry that baggage with us. 
Do you find it important to communicate that to, you know, the person that you're dating or your next relationship? Or do you find it best to not communicate it and just try to work through it within the relationship? I always say communication is, is, is one of the most important things in any relationship. I mean, you can apply that to, to not only romantic relationships, but friendships, family work as well. Um, yeah, I feel like there is something to be said though. The first couple of dates, um, not laying all your cards out on the table. And that's one of the things we do work with clients on is, um, you know, what is appropriate to share right off the bat and what do you have um, some more time to unfold and, and share with that person that you're dating. Um, but I do think that it is, you have to be honest and you have to communicate. Um, even when it's things that you don't necessarily feel comfortable talking about, I believe that there's such beauty and vulnerability. Um, and that's generally what makes relationships stronger is when you do share those tender moments together. Is there a golden rule or a benchmark that you would say in regards to, you know, slowly opening that up? Or do you just have to, uh, I guess, take it case by case? Like, is it like a 10 date notice or what's your uh, professional expertise or advice on that? I think it's more of a case by case basis. Um, I always say treat the first date as an opportunity to meet someone new and have a conversation. So I wouldn't do anything drastic on a first date in terms of opening up or oversharing. Um, but as you go on to dates three, four, five, up through 10, um, I think that it's very natural to share more information. Um, and by date number 10, you should really feel like you're at a point where you can share with them because um, you want to be able to decide if it's going to be a relationship that's going to go beyond casual dating or if it's one that's going to be monogamous and lead to a more serious commitment. So um, I think it's important to share more things up front, but I also think that there's something to be said about gradually letting it come out and sharing your vulnerabilities with them. And what's your, Delisa, what's your take on the online dating world? I mean, I know you know that obviously we're in a world of technology. There's a lot of um, work and communication that can be done through the laptop, through your phone. Um, so, you know, how do you intertwine that with online dating? And what's the, I guess, what's the best tool and the best practice if you want to do online dating? Yes. And so I feel like it's a mix of offline and online dating that really leads to finding the relationship that someone wants. Um, being in person, I find is, um, better for judging, um, personality, humor, um, immediate attraction or chemistry. Um, you really save a lot of time meeting somebody in person versus just communicating for a longer extended period of time online. So I advise people when they're online, either through a website or an app, it's great to exchange messages for a while until you feel comfortable, but then go out on a date, meet them in person to see if there really is chemistry but really practice safe dating. So let someone know, a close friend, where you're going, at what time, with who, meet in a public place, um, don't have them come to your house and don't go to their house. That's all really, really important because there are a lot of people that do online dating that are maybe not people that you necessarily want to go out on a date with and you, you never know what they're being honest about. And that goes the same way if you meet somebody out at a bar or a nightclub or wherever it may be. Um, you really need that time to judge 
um, if they're being honest and what kind of person they are. Um, I have found that there is an app that I do like referring people to. Um, it's free and it's called Bumble. It's like Bumblebee, okay. just Bumble. And uh, it's free in the app store on your smartphone. And the reason I like this app is you can swipe and have mutual matching, um, just like an app like Tinder. However, with Bumble, women have 24 hours to make the first point of contact. And so women aren't being inundated with, um, you know, men that are messaging them that they don't necessarily want to hear from. And it also um, promotes quick messaging with that 24-hour timeline so you don't feel like you get stuck in this endless abyss of, of messaging back and forth. So that's an app that I do like to recommend. Okay, we'll definitely put that in the show notes for our listeners. Um, so when we are ready to, I guess, go on that first date, whether it be meeting in person or maybe starting the conversation online, uh, how do we do that? <laughs> What's the best way? Yes, I, I say jump right in. And um, the best way to approach conversations, whether it's in person or online, is make your messages uh, or your topics of conversation tailor-made. Uh, what I mean by that is, what are they interested in? And when, they, when you say, oh, well, where do you like to travel to? And they go, oh, yeah, I like going to Italy. Then ask them a follow-up question about Italy. What is it that you like about um, that country? Where specifically have you been? What kind of food did you like to eat there? So you can ask multiple questions based on something that they're interested in. And that should hopefully keep the dialogue going back and forth. But I have seen so many times with clients that they'll go on a date or they'll go to an online dating website and they'll send a message off. And all the message will say is, hi, hi. How are you? And that's it. There's no mention of anything that the person may actually want to talk about. So anytime you can add a personalized thread into the conversation or the message, the better off it'll be. Okay, that's that's interesting. Um, do you find that, I mean, a lot of times when people get nervous, they have a tendency to talk about themselves. Um, you know, I, I guess it's just a nervous thing that that's what they're comfortable with. So you're suggesting, which I guess is, you know, really networking as well and building relationships is talking about the other person or getting the person to talk about themselves and kind of pull out their own interest. Yes, absolutely. Because people most of the time like to talk about themselves. And if you are nervous on a date, um, if somebody asks you a question, you're probably more comfortable answering that question than trying to, to come up with something to talk about. So when you're talking about each other's interests, it makes the conversation go a little bit smoother. I see. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So when you're um, when you're dating Delisa, you know what's the next step? What what's after that, and how do you know when that next step is ready to be taken? Great question. So never assume you are in a committed monogamous relationship unless you have had that specific conversation. It's one of the things that I've seen come up over and over again. Generally, what happens is women assume that they're in a committed relationship with a person, and they're not. The other person is off dating, but they never sat down and had the conversation. So when you assume that you are, but you've never talked about it, you're making a huge mistake and really could be setting yourself up for heartbreak, disappointment. Um, so that conversation is critical. Um, I don't think that there's a certain timeline 
um, where you feel like you should have that conversation, but kind of look at it in, in terms of timeline. So if you're going out on a date once a week and you know, you're coming up against two, three months, I think that it's absolutely appropriate to have a conversation about whether or not you both want to continue seeing other people or if you want to be exclusive or monogamous. Um, I think most men, just as another timeline, um, most men will know within a six to nine month period whether the woman they're dating is somebody that they could see themselves with long term. So whether that's marriage or in a serious committed relationship for a very long extended period of time. So if you've been dating somebody for, you know, nine months to a year and there's really no movement or conversations about long-term plans, you may want to reconsider if it's the right relationship for you. Very interesting. Six to nine months, huh? Yes. Is that a long time? I feel like for women, that's a long time, but I don't know. We're in a different time period. So, (laughs) yeah, I think, uh, I think a year, um, if we're going to go on the the long um, side of that time frame. Within a year, you really should know whether you're the man or the woman or whoever you are in the relationship. After a year, you really should know if it's somebody you want to spend another few years with or if it's somebody that you could see yourself building a life with long term. If there's just nothing there after a year and you just enjoy their company, that's fine. But I would just say be honest with yourself and what the relationship brings to you in your life. Um, and really make sure it aligns with what you want long term. Wow. Okay. That I mean, that's fair. Um, do you, and do you find that a lot of I guess women struggle with this that they want to jump the gun, or not not even women, male as well? That maybe like after a month of dating, they're already ready to go. <laughs> Where do you find that line? Yeah, it, it's really a mix. Um, so what I've found generally is women are ready. I find that women are much more intuitive um, with themselves and what they're looking for and what they want. Um, And so I find that women are generally a little bit ready to go in terms of a long-term commitment before before men. Um, And so I think that there is something to be said about being patient, but being patient to a degree um, because you don't want to be in a relationship three, four, five years down the road Um, assuming that one day you're going to be proposed to, but in reality, you've been waiting three to five years for that proposal that may or may not ever come. And so I'm not saying that you have to give the other person an ultimatum, but you have to be comfortable with the relationship that you're in. And so if you feel like it's not going the way you want it to go, um, be okay with going after what you deserve. And if it means saying goodbye and, it was a nice run. I love you, but it's just not going the way that I wanted to go. Be brave enough to do that because you deserve that. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Delisa. Um, I'd love to jump into our power section um, of our episode, if you don't mind. If you can please tell us one book that you have read that's had a massive impact on your life. Yes, it's an interesting book called Blink. It's The Power of Thinking Without Thinking, and it's by an author, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, and he's written a few books. But what I really like about Blink um, and how I think it applies um, in day-to-day life but also in the dating world is it's about thin slicing. And thin slicing is the ability to be around or see someone for a matter of moments and be able to collect a lot of information about them. 
Um, so it's really fascinating. It's a great study on um, psychology, human behavior, but I would definitely recommend that book. Okay. And what is one thing that you've accomplished that you're proud of? Oh, yes. Um, I had a lot of self-worth issues. Um, and I had them for years. Is something that followed me from childhood all the way through being an adult. And uh, I really had to do a lot of work on myself. And even in the years where I thought, oh, yeah, I've got this figured out. I'm confident. I'm secure. Something else would come around and knock me back down again. So I would say that one of the, um, the biggest things that I am most proud of is um, accepting me for who I am and um, starting Spirit and Spark was was a big piece of that because um, I was afraid of being judged and what were people going to think if I started this other company and, you know, I just started Love Frog Kisser. But at the end of the day, I had to do what was right for me. And I would say starting the two companies because I knew that that's what I wanted, that would be my biggest accomplishment to date. Okay, and are there any routines that you have that help you get a positive rise in your life? Maybe something that you do every morning or daily routine? Yes. So um, obviously meditation is a big part of my life, and that's why I teach it um, to clients. But um, also focusing on what's working because there's so many things that don't go the way you think they're going to go, um, and it's easy to get stuck in a downward spiral. So every day, without fail, I focus on something that's working, and I focus on that because, as you've probably heard, what you focus on expands. Mm. So it's critical that you, that you focus on that piece rather than get stuck in that downward spiral. Delisa, it's been amazing to have you on the show. Thank you again for your time. Is there any last golden nugget that you would like to share with our audience that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Oh, geez. Uh, I would just say, you know, at the end of the day, follow your heart. Um, it will never lead you astray. And don't be afraid to go bold and be who you are. Um, those were all lessons that I had to learn with time. And I know it's easier said than done, but... Each one of the, the people that's listening to this show today, they have all the tools that they need. And so I say go activate them. Thank you again so much, Delisa. Um, how do we get a hold of you? How do we get in touch? How do we um, connect with you? And if you can give us a little bit more about your coaching and you know what you have to offer for our, our, our listeners. Yes, absolutely. I would love for you to include uh, the link to the lovefrogkisser.com website. We have a special link set up for your audience that will give them two free gifts, whether they're single or not. Um, one is 18 ways to rock real life dating. And the other one is 30 days free of my virtual meditation program. And so we'll make sure we, we give that link out to everybody. Um, yeah, stop by lovefrogkisser.com. I'd love to hear from you and answer any questions um, that any of your audience members have. Wonderful. Thank you again so much, Delisa, for your time today. Thank you so much for having me, Netta. Well, that is the end of our episode. Thank you so much for joining us today here at the Rise Up For You podcast. Please don't forget to visit our website at www.riseupforyou.com. We have a ton of free resources just for you, webinars, articles, a ton of podcasts, toolkits, and workbooks just to help you get to the next step professionally and personally. We are empowering women globally, and we want you to live your best 
life. Also follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, anywhere there's social media, Rise Up For You is there at Rise Up For You. We look forward to having you join us next time. Rise Up For You, be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Tomorrow.